You're joking, right? Well, yeah. I'm trying to be hopeful. I'm trying to be optimistic yeah. about that. Well, I guess you're too young to be a little pessimistic like me. The fucking things I see out there, people are stupid. People are stupid. Guys, guess what? It's just me. It's just Braun. No John. You know, I'm kind of nervous. This is just me speaking for a full hour. What the fuck? What the hell am I going to talk about? You know, I usually just can say something stupid and then dad will go or something like triggering or lib- or like woke or shit. And then dad will go off for seven minutes and then, okay, great. And then I can do it again. And then dad will go off for 10 minutes. Great. And then I can do it again. And then the podcast is over. But now it's just me. So I can't do that. Um, hi, everyone. Dad usually says, hey, guys, what's up? How are you? So, hey, guys, what's up? How are you? Um, the reason I'm doing this, one, I thought it would just be a fun exercise to try. Who knows where this is going to go? I have no idea where the fuck this is going to go. A full hour of me talking. I like wrote some shit down and you guys submitted some things you wanted me to talk about. But as we know, these never go the way we plan. Um, the reason why we're doing this, one, I think it would be fun, a cool exercise. Who, who knows like what I can say for an hour and if I'll even be able to. Who knows? You guys might never even listen to this because it might be so horribly embarrassing. Um, but I don't think it will. Okay, wait. I got to fix this chair. It keeps bending back. Um, so the reasons why we're doing this, you're going to see as this goes on that I go on a lot of tangents, which you guys know, but usually dad interrupts me and now he's not here. So I can do guys. Wait, wait, wait. I can do all the ranting I want to about any topic I want and dad won't interrupt me and I can fuck around with the soundboard and I won't bother him. I can even do, you know, I can throw in a little. Ooh, um, yeah, that one as well. We'll be using a lot of that one because I just am so funny. You know, we'll be using a lot of and dad can't go. Oh, Bron. You're so you're so cringy or whatever he says. Okay, so back to why I'm doing this. I think it, it'll be interesting. It might be fun. Um, to I on a couple of Patreons ago, I questioned out. I was like, I don't think you can do a full hour. I don't think you can talk by yourself for one full hour and fill up the time. And he was like, Of course I can. What do you mean? He got defensive like he usually does. But you know, I get defensive too. I'm gonna be open this episode. Not that I'm not otherwise. Um, and so I challenged dad to do it and he was like, I think you can as well. I was like, you know what? I think I can as well. And so here we are also dad's out of town and he's been working a lot. And so he's been out of town for his birthday. Happy birthday, dad. He's it's past now, but he went on vacation and we recorded a lot of episodes and he comes back tonight and then we're doing a Patreon live tomorrow. And then we would have had to record the episode right after our Patreon live. So I was like, you know what, dad? I'm, I'm going to be a good son like I am. I'm going to cut you some slack and I'm going to f- carry the show on my back. I'm going to be Atlas and hold this whole fucking show. Not that I'm not anyways, because we all know that I secretly. Right. Like daddy issues with John and Braun, but it's like really the Braun show and daddy issues with John. Yeah. It's also weird that I'm fucking I have to l- look into this mechanical. I mean, it's a called a lens obviously but it looks like an eye 
and I'm staring into the void of this black, not black as in Negro, black as in literally the color, because black people aren't black. You know, that's another thing. Like black people are brown. I don't know where we got like black people are black and then like Arab people are brown. It should be like black people are brown and Arab people are like, <laughs> I was about to say yellow or some shit. Who were they say like Chinese people are yellow and they say not and they being racist, right? And they say that Native American people are red. Where the fuck did that come from? If anything, they're brown, more brown than black people. I don't know. The, the whole thing's fucking weird. But black people, like the, the color of this lens, or like this, right? This microphone is black. There's an absence of color. Oh, wait, that's interesting. Oh, no, black is all the colors, right? White is no color. No, other way around. Whoa, wait, wait, wait. I'm, okay, hold on. My mind is blown. Ready? Black, the, the correct terminology in America, right? We don't really use African-American anymore because that never made sense to begin with. I don't know why the fuck we ever did that. Whoever thought that was a good idea, but it's not used anymore, really. It's people of color. But black is the absence of color, right? Because white is all the colors, right? Like the Pink Floyd shit. You take the prism, put all the colors in, the colors of the rainbow, and then boom, white comes out the other side. So black, so uh, you know what? I, I will never refer to a black person as a person of color. A per, like POC, P-O, P-V-O-C, person void of color is what I'm going to call them. Okay, this is so fucking stupid. This is the episode and you guys are listening to this. You know, that's also crazy that the fact that I always listen to podcasts my whole, not my whole life, but ever since they were popular, I literally, I was one of the fucking first people and Bryce can attest to this. I was an original Joe Rogan podcast listener. Original. I used to watch when it was fucking streamed on the internet and it was like old school, his original studio. And I remember watching when it was like Graham Hancock and who else would I fucking watch? Like when he was doing all the flotation shit, like the float tanks and stuff. I was into it back then. I was like 12. I didn't know what the fuck the world was or anything. So I've been listening to podcasts for a long time. And most of them have been solo podcasts that I listen to. And the fact that now I'm doing a solo podcast because people actually would want to listen to it. Like, I'm not just doing this for me. This is going to go out and you right now listening are listening. So the fact that like people are actually listening to me talk for one hour is fucking insane. Like, where, where is this world going? That me, I'm a fucking idiot. I think that life is meaningless and people are stupid. Well, I don't think people are stupid. That's dad. But like the fact that people want to listen to me talk. I'm like some annoying Jewish guy who complains about shit and is like a nihilist. And everyone's, and pe- uh, not everyone. I mean, there, who knows how many people are going to listen to this. But the fact that even one person that isn't my mom wants to listen to this is mind boggling. So thank you to the one person listening. I appreciate you as I stare into this black. Oh, that's how I got into black person of color shit. I'm staring into this camera lens and I'm talking like I'm talking to people, but I'm talking to 
How? For those who don't know that reference, the fuck are you doing? Um, the reference is to 2001 A Space Odyssey. Speaking of 2001 A Space Odyssey, we're just going to, you know, we're just going to go fully. I'm just going to let my brain go and you guys are going to see my thought process because my brain moves. Not my brain. My thoughts move quickly, right? Like you guys have seen it on the podcast. I'll think of something or dad will say a word and then I'll be like, I'll go into a whole other thing. And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? On normal daddy issues, I'm restricted. You know, my my thought, uh, what's it called? Train of thought, right? Yeah, my train of thought. That doesn't sound right to me right now, but I think it is. It just doesn't sound right because I'm hearing my own fucking voice in my head through these headphones. My train of thought gets stifled by my father on normal episodes. So this episode, you guys are going to see the raw First-hand look into my fucking brain. So get on the train. That's what we're going to call this episode. Get on the train. You're coming. You're joining my train of thought. That still doesn't sound right. I don't understand. But it is. Right? Train of thought. And then whenever I think of train of thought, yeah, it is. The way in which someone reaches a conclusion, a line of reasoning. Whenever I think of train of thought, I think of the adventures of Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Great fucking movie. And they literally were in his brain and they were riding the train. And they called it the train of thought. And it was like all purpley and shit around them. And that's what I think of when I hear train of thought. So we're on that train. Picture it. I'm going to actually put a picture right here. I'm going to bring it up. Train of thought, shark boy, and lava girl. That's a weird movie. Who? Like, how does someone come up with that? Oh, yeah, here it is. The train of thought. Yep. P- purple. Okay, so we're on this train. You're going to see it right here. Um, I know it's green. I don't know. That's a weird fucking movie. Okay, so let's talk about real substance. I went to a party last night. And it was like kind of a redemption arc, this party. So actually, we're going to give context to before the party. As you guys have heard on the show, I'm, I'm trying to be better. You know, I'm trying to be more mature, maybe is the word. And like, not give in to just my base instincts and try to like take care of my body. And so I'm not trying to go out as, as much as I used to. I'm not trying to drink as much as I used to. I'm not trying to, I'm not going to say anything else because dad's going to listen to this. <laughs> um, and so I, I, I've been trying, like the last month has been good. I haven't really gotten drunk, which is great. Like I'll go, I'll still go out to the bars and I'll have three drinks instead of 13. It's not 13, Dad. It's so funny. Dad will think that if I say three drinks, I'll be like, Bronson. I was like, three drinks, Dad? That doesn't get me drunk. I wish I could get drunk on three drinks. Three drinks is like a light buzz. And that's where I'm trying to be for now. Because I don't need to be getting drunk anymore. I wake up the next day feeling shitty. I never make good decisions. There's just no real point. Honestly, you know what it was? Two things, maybe. One, when I missed my girl Doja Cat's concert because I was too drunk and I don't remember the concert, that was so disappointing to me. That was such a hurt in my heart that I gave to myself that I was like, I can't do that again. I'm missing out. when I'm By being drunk, I'm missing out on important life moments. Like that was the night I was supposed to meet my wife and I didn't because... 
there was an open bar and I took advantage of that. So, and then I guess maybe the other one is the next week that I got, when I got drugged and then I felt so bad, like shitty, not bad mentally. Like I physically, I felt bad. So it was a mixture of two of those. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take it easy for a little bit. So I went off Friday night this weekend and I had a good time. Went to a bar with a big group of people. There were like 20 people, which is great. I love all my friends in Miami. It's great. I'm very happy in Miami, but we can get into that later. Um, had a good time. Stayed out till 3. Got home at, well, yeah, I got home at 3.15. Went to bed at 3.30. Woke up at 11. Eight hours. Felt good. All Saturday felt good. Very happy, proud of myself. Still went out. Still had fun. Still socialized. Only spent $20. Didn't get drunk. No hangover. Thank you. Thank you. I know. I know. I'm maturing. So Saturday comes along. Had a nice day. I got lunch with a friend who was in town who lives in New York. Very nice. Walked around. Beautiful day. Weather has been amazing in Florida. I was like feeling good. Went and got dinner with a friend and his friend. And then we went back to his house and we were chilling. We were like, you know what? We don't need to go out. We're going to take it easy. And then his friend was like, I just got invited to a birthday party. Let's go. I was like, you know what? You guys go. I'll drop you off. I'm going to drive home. I'm trying to take it easy. I'm trying to be good. I don't need to go out two nights in a row. I get convinced very easily. And so I ended up going. We showed up to this house. And if you guys are loyal listeners of the pod, you'll know which house I'm talking about. Because last month I was at this house as well. We showed up to the house of the party that I went to during Art Basel, the Alec Monopoly Diplo party that I fucking ranted about for an hour on the pod. Remember, I had a horrible experience. It was really shitty. I was very ticked off. And so when we showed up, I was like, fuck, I'm going. I'm done. I'm not doing this. The horrible experience last time. But guess what? I was like, you know what? I'm going to be good. I don't need to get drunk. I'm, I can just hang out with my friends. I don't need to get home super late. And I can still have a good time. So I went to the party. And guess what? I had a good time. It was very fun. I don't know where I'm going with this story. Um, it was very fun. So, okay. It was this girl's birthday party. None of us knew who the girl was. So the girl's name was Sarah. And it was there was Sarah post, like, projected the word Sarah, the name, projected everywhere in the fucking house. And there were five of us that walked in and we're like, who the fuck is Sarah? What? It was called Sarah Land. I hope Sarah's listening to this. I don't know who you are, but I hope you're listening. Um, and we're like, who the fuck is Sarah? And someone was like, this is Sarah's birthday. Who are you? And we're like, oh, we were just joking. We don't want to get kicked out. I don't even know how we got in. Bryce just requested me for $12 for dinner. Great. Love that. I don't even know what the fuck they're cooking. Um, okay, back to the Sarah land. So this house apparently is like an event space. No one really lives there. Beautiful mansion on the water in Miami, Miami Beach. And apparently this guy owns it. I don't remember his name. I met him yesterday. Bill something. 60-year-old dude. Shout out, Bill. Although, Bill, I'm about to shit on you right now. Bill owns this mansion. Rumor is, my friend told me he found an article that said that he put $35 million of renovations into this house to make it an event space. 
$35 million, okay? Beautiful house. Bill is 60. Sarah Land, the party we were at, the birthday party for Sarah, Sarah is Bill's girlfriend. Bill is 60-something. Sarah, 23. It was her 23rd birthday. Yeah. I don't even know what to say about that. How weird is that? Imagine being 60. Imagine being 35 and like throwing a, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to stick to that. Imagine being 35 and throwing a birthday party for your 23-year-old girlfriend at your the at a house that's got to be worth $50 million. Five zero, I said, not one five. And that the party must, do you guys know who Lost Kings are? Lost Kings. They're this DJ group, I guess. Let's see. I'm going to play a song of theirs. They were the DJs there. Never fucking heard of them, but let's see. Yeah, Lost Kings. Can you hear them? Yep, yep, yep. Okay, so these guys apparently were the DJ. Um, full open bar, beautiful house, and they must have spent 60 grand, more. They must have spent 100 grand on this party for Sarah. Meanwhile, everyone there, like I went up to multiple people and I was like, do you, get, do you know who Sarah is? And let's say maybe I asked five people, four out of the five were like, no. How sad is that? On both their parts. That's sad for Bill. Like, imagine being old and like spending your time with a 23-year-old and then all of her 23-year-old friends and they're not friends because we all, no one knew who she was. But that's just fucking the world. Like, priorities are so out of whack in this world that that's cool. Like, everyone there, you know what? Not everyone because I'm not going to judge because I was there and I'm not like this. So I'm not going to judge a book by its cover, but I'm going to judge a book by its cover because everyone there was so fucked is the word, I guess. Everyone was like dressed super weird and, but you know what? There's no judgment in this though. I'm not judging. I'm just commentating because a lot of the people, I showed up with five friends and we actually socialized with a lot of people, all strangers. And everyone who I socialized with was very nice. It was actually a nice crowd. The people were nice. They just were fucked. Like wearing such weird things. And it was just like such a vibe of like, who are you? Who do you know? What what job do you have? It was a very LA party. That's what it reminded me of. It was very like, how can you help me? And I like, I don't know. The priorities are so out of whack, especially with women. Sorry, women. Sorry. I'm trying to think of a good. I guess that works. Sorry, women. Your priorities are out of whack. Guys, too. The majority of America, I can't speak to the rest of the world, priorities are out of whack because everyone is so focused on what the fuck brand your watch is and how expensive the jacket you're wearing is and not like, hey, do you get back to the community? <laughs> I don't fucking get back to the community. Either. But you know what I mean? Like, 
it's it's a shame. You scroll through TikTok and you you get a sense of what our culture values and it's depressing as fuck. Here's what our culture values. Attractiveness. But hey, guess what? Most of that attractiveness is fake. Fake lips, fake asses. We've gone on about this, right? Most of it is fake. And then it's not, that's the main thing that's valued, attractiveness. Because TikTok is the biggest, right? TikTok is a great barometer, 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 barometer. Barometer is like a measurement, right? Barometer, an instrument measuring atmospheric pressure. Yes, that's what TikTok is. TikTok is a great barometer for the culture because it's the biggest, most influential thing that we have, right? It's more influential than the media. It's more influential than the move, the shit ass don't look up movies that come out that are so far up their own ass that they're so out of, they are obviously so out of touch with what America actually is. Excuse me, I need a drink. And so TikTok is for the people, by the people. Sponsored by China, though, you know. <laughs> um, it's for the people, by the people, right? Like everyone's uploading it, their own content, myself included. I'm aware, self-aware. And then the, what gets popular is what people like. That's how it works. So it's actually a really good way to get a sense of what is valued in our culture and what people want to see. And it all it, it the biggest TikTokers. Oh my god, I just did a Zekale. If you're watching, I just fucking Heiled Hitler. But I can do that because I'm Jewish. The biggest TikTok stars are only famous, and this is a fact, and it, you can say, oh, well, they have NFTs now, and they do uh, fucking whatever they do. They dance with, they go on Shark Tank, and I don't know what the fuck they do, but they do that now that they're famous. The only reason any famous TikToker got famous is because they're attractive. Because the only thing that they do on TikTok is gyrate, right? They just move their body. That's it. They don't speak. They don't share an idea. They don't show a talent, right? They're not even good dancers. They're dancing in a little frame, right? Like a good dancer is fucking moving around the room. They're utilizing their, they just go, they just don't even move their legs, they just, it's just arm movements in a little square. So therefore, the only, there's, no, there's nothing else that would be, wor- like that would wor- uh, merit someone's attention to watch other than they're attractive. Where was I going with this? I, I guess I, oh, I was just saying that we've, the only thing this society values is attractiveness and then the below that is it's not really money because that's not what it's like the the what's the word i'm looking for the look of money right like it doesn't really matter how much money you actually have because like the richest people aren't valued it's funny the people who the re, by the way here's the thing too if someone's flaunting that they have money Newsflash, they don't have that much money. For real. If you're flaunting your money, it means you're new money. Old money people, like family money people, they don't flaunt their money. 
because they don't need to. They, they don't need to prove to anyone that they're wealthy. So I guess it's more like the aura of wealth that is valued over the actual wealth. Like fucking Mark Zuckerberg and Bill Gates and Warren Buffett and all those like really, like really, really successful businessmen that you don't even know their names that are all billionaires, they're not valued. It's the people who like wear the Gucci shit and have, and have like the really schmaltzy Rolex. Schmaltzy, for those who don't know, is a Yiddish word. Um, Bryce just walked in the house and now I'm a little self-conscious. I can't, I, I, because I know he's probably at one point going to come to this door and listen on the other side of the door to what I'm saying. And I'm just speaking to myself like a madman. I'm sitting in a room ranting about society like the fucking Joker or Ted Kaczynski. Like this is my manifesto. So I'm a, I got a little self-conscious just now because I know he can listen to me before the house was empty. I purposely planned this episode, this recording for the house to be empty because I don't want anyone to listen. And I can hear him. He, he's right on the other side of the door. So, you know, but you know what? I'm self-assured enough that I don't care. Because I'm doing this for you. And by you, I'm talking about the one listener. Um, where was I going with this? Oh, we just value the wrong things. Because ev- like what's valued is being hot and like cool. And like, great, that's awesome. Attractiveness has always been valued. That's, that is a good characteristic because, I mean, I guess like from an evolutionary standpoint, it meet like attractiveness means healthy right that's why we like find certain people attractive and others like it means you have good genes you would like give birth to a good like good offspring and so if you're talking about it like biologically you want to pick an attractive mate but it's all fake now so it's like it doesn't matter like sure if you could might right there at this party last night there were hot girls hot hot women for sure. But you know that just because they're at this party, and this is a judgment, I'll admit, and maybe not all because I was there with a girl who's a friend of mine, and she's not fake. So not maybe not all the girls there, but let's talk about the girls that this does apply to. They're attractive, but the problem is they're attractive because they spent thousands of dollars on Juvederm and cheek fillers and fake boobs and a nose job. So it's like, great. If that makes you attractive, that's great. But that that has no bearing on internally, right? And so then it's like it shifts the whole biological reason why someone's attractive in the first place. And it's just sad. I don't know. Our our society is just there. I, I just I feel like there's got to be a reckoning coming soon. That sounds so incelly to say. Women are too attractive, and there needs to be a reckoning because they're not having sex with unattractive men. But as our society as a whole, the fact that we value those materialistic, superficial things, it can't sustain itself because it's not valuable. It's not worthwhile. And then so like what are we doing this for? And this I mean like life, right? Like why would anyone fight to defend a culture that glorifies Kim Kardashian over like a doctor. This episode is brought to you by Manscaped. 
our homies, the OGs, taking care of us, taking care of our bodies, and hopefully taking care of your bodies <laughs> or your hair, I guess, your grooming needs. Yep. Yeah. Um, I use my Manscaped on my chest. That's my new thing that I've been doing, keeping my chest clean. But you're not going all the way. I no, went no, no, all- no. Just as a trim to keep it clean. I, I went all the way. Oh, wow. You, you don't need to show the, the listeners that. Just show or the viewers. What's so bad about that? You just show yours. Yeah, but mine is like nice. The hair is nice. The little really? the trimmed amount of hair is well, nice. Well, I don't even on a... My worst day, I don't even look like when you're trimmed. Right, but people like this. But people, the manscape's smooth. I'm, I'm, mom likes it. Go okay, ahead. gross. Um, but yeah, if you need a new hair trimmer, a new... Even if you have a hair trimmer, like you can op- definitely upgrade because there's no way that your current trimmer is better than the lawnmower 4.0. Real quick, so I'm at dinner with four of the couples. All four of them bought the Manscaped, uh, the full pack 4.0, the package, everything. They fucking love it. Yeah. Love, we were all talking about it at dinner. It was you can't cool. not like it. So yeah, that performance package that Dad just mentioned includes the lawnmower 4.0, which is the great trimmer, which is a necessary upgrade for anyone who doesn't have that. It's even a necessary upgrade over the lawnmower 3.0. Uh, LED light, wireless charging, skin safe technology. Wet or dry. Yep, you can use it in the shower. Performance package 4.0 also comes with the weed whacker, which is the nose and ear hair trimmer, which is a must. As you guys know, that's always on my case about that. Comes with some skincare products. They'll throw in a free uh, pair of boxers, a free travel bag. So it's well worth it. Head over to manscaped.com. Use our code DaddyIssues20. Check out the performance package 4.0. You'll get 20% off on that. You'll get 20% off on all their amazing other products, including their two-in-one hair shampoo and conditioner, their amazing body wash, the cologne, the ultra smooth package. It, they got it's, a, it's an amazing lot company. of a lot of products and great products. Yeah, absolutely. We use it here at Daddy Issues. You guys should use it back home. Uh, so once again, head over to manscaped.com, use the code DaddyIssues20. You'll get 20% off and free shipping. Can't beat it. So head over there. Take care of yourself. Just like Manscaped takes care of and us. And the people that want to touch you will be taken care of too. Absolutely. Right. Oh, here's another thing that I was that I was thinking too about this. I was because I, w- I was thinking about this the other day. I even wrote down, by the way. You ready? On this, it says modern day women. I just wrote like some thoughts. It says modern day women, TikTok dancing, appearance valued, stupidity. Okay, so the stupidity part. So I got to those two things, right? The stupidity part. Because attractiveness is valued so much now, I feel like the the elite people, and I don't mean like societal elites, I just mean like, right, you'll go to a party and like the cool, maybe cool people is the better word. People who are cool now and trendy, like Instagram influencers and TikTokers, most of them aren't, most of them are stupid, really stupid, because all they have, they don't have to use their brain. And this isn't just women. This is men too. But I feel like it used to be. Sure. Like, wow, there was the hot girl in some village in 1682 in Sweden. And she was hot. But like that didn't matter because she would just like marry someone in the village anyways. And so if she was stupid, it didn't really matter. I don't even know where the fuck I'm going with this. Jesus Christ. But nowadays, you can post one TikTok of you showing off your nice tits and cleavage and you can go viral and then you're somebody. But then it's like you, you're only somebody because of your body. I don't, I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. 
maybe I'm just saying you should be somebody for your brain and not your body or not. Of course, some people should just be somebody for their body. Let's move on. All right, let's move on. Speaking of a madman being like, um, remember I said five minutes ago that like I'm a crazy person just sitting here. A lot of people always ask me like, what is your, what is a fear of yours? And I'm most like, I'm not really afraid of a lot of things. Like I can never think of one, but a hundred percent, like my biggest fear. And I don't know why this is, and I'm sure we could psychoanalyze it together, but like schizophrenia is so fucking terrifying. And the fact that like the crazy thing is it can just come up one day. I don't even know. I had a dream about it the other day. That's why, that's why it was on my mind. And I've, that's like a bit of a recurring dream of mine throughout my adolescence and young adulthood is waking up one day and just being like, wait, you guys don't see that guy sitting on the couch right there. You don't hear him yelling. And everyone around me is like, no. And I'm like, oh fuck, I'm a crazy person now for the rest of my life. And I can't do anything about it. That's I'm literally look, I'm literally getting goosebumps at that thought because that terrifies me and it can come in men. Let's see schizophrenia men. It can come at any time like between ages. I think they say up till you're like 30 or something. It can just come one day and you have no idea. There's there. There don't even have to be precursors. Let's see. Men and women are equally likely to get this disorder, but guys tend to get it slightly earlier. On average, men are diagnosed in their late teens to early 20s. Oh, maybe I'm out of it. Most people are diagnosed in their late teens to early 30s. Okay, so I'm not. Um, but that's so terrifying that one day you can just, and that happens. Oh, you know, I don't want to think about it. I literally, look, I don't know if you can see it on the camera, but I literally have goosebumps thinking about it. Also, look how tan my arms are. I don't think you guys realize. I've said that to people. I'm like, wow, look how tan I am. And they're like, you're not tan. But then I don't think you guys realize how white I am normally. Look at that part of my skin. And the part, if you're just listening, the part of the skin I'm talking about is like under on the inside of your forearm where it's like literally so fucking soft. Oh my God. Wow. Really nice. But that's really white. This is really tan. Okay. Let's move on. I asked people to submit topics, ideas, whatever that they wanted me to discuss on Instagram for this episode. And so I'll just go through. Let's see what people... I haven't looked at these yet. I just took screenshots. Let's see what people want me to talk about. And I will talk about them for you guys because that's the kind of guy I am. Okay. Where's the first one? All right. What do we got here? We've got... I'm missing a pic. Oh, here they are. Here it is. Someone said sex on the first date. Uh, I don't even. If you want to have sex on the first date, do it. Who cares? If you're a girl and you have sex on the first date, and this is going to be sexist, but I'm acknowledging it. If you're a woman and you want to and you do have sex on the first date, I think a little less of you. Sorry. Again, sorry, women. <laughs> Um, but I do because as the woman in a dating situation, you're the one that like has the thing, you know, I don't mean a vagina. Like you, the whole date is about like you, 
right? And I'm not just talking, I'm not saying this at, from the point of view of a guy. This is for both, guy and girl. And sorry, I can only attest to straight, cis, hetero, whatever, dating. Because I've never dated a guy. Um, it's all about the girl. Even for the, on the girl side, it's like the whole game of dating is run. It's owned by the girl. It's fully a woman's game and the guy is just playing it. And so since it's your game, women, if you give it up so easily, and I don't just mean sex, like the sex isn't even what the full thing is. It's the... Chase is not the right word either because that's like predatory kind of. But if you give it up, like if you're playing the game and the game ends too early, it's not as fun. I think less of you. And I think a lot of guys will as well. And so I, I don't, it's more empowering for a woman. Look at me mansplaining, dating to women. <laughs> But I, this is my point of view. I think it's even, it should be more empowering to hold that back as the woman because you're the one in charge of it. So, right, like modern feminism is about like embrace your sexuality, like fuck around. Women have sex just like guys do. We want as much casual sex. We're as sexual as you men. And it's like newsflash, ladies, you are 100% not. Biologically, you're not. No matter how much you force yourselves, how much you... Try to convince yourself that you can have as much casual sex without catching feelings and you can just fuck around and be a player or a slut, but in a good way, right? Like that's been a that's become a good word now. Women are like love being a slut. That always used to be a bad thing. But the well, ah, fuck, I lost my train of thought. Again, you're on my train of thought, but we we veered off course because I don't remember what I was talking about. Um but women are in control of that. And so it's, oh, found it. I'm on. I'm back on the train. Empowering. It's more empowering to hold it back, to be in control of your sexuality and not give it up so easily. Make the man work for it, honestly. As a guy, I've said this on the podcast before, as a guy, I have become, I've been so much more attracted. I've gotten so much more into a girl when she doesn't let me have sex with her on the first date the second date, the third, right? Like when it, when it's, I don't know, it makes me value her more as a woman because I'm like, she, and it's not even a respect thing. Like when people will say, well, she just doesn't respect herself if she's having sex on the first date. It's not that. It's just like, that's cool to me when a girl is like, I want to get to know you more before I let you in side of me. <laughs> I was about to say in, but I didn't mean inside literally, although that is what's happening. But when you go inside of a human, that's an intimate thing. And so to just throw it around is not cool. But again, you do you. There's no judgment. I've had sex with people on first dates. So I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying the when I'm like, if I'm with a girl and we're on a date and it's going really, it's going well, right? Like we're vibing or whatever. And then we go like the date's over, we're going to another bar and then we'll like go home. If she's like, no, I'm actually going to go back to my place. And I can tell that we're connecting 
And it's not that she's leaving because she doesn't she doesn't like me. She's leaving because she doesn't want to have sex because she whatever for whatever reasons. I'm so much more like, oh shit, now I really like this girl. Where when they do say, and of course, look, I'm gonna be honest. Actually, this is old Bronson. The goal of the old Bronson used to be the goal of a date, and this is post my last relationship up until four months ago. So that's the time frame. I was going on a date to have sex. I'm going to be honest. Sorry, mom. Sorry, mom. Don't listen to this one. But she knows I have sex. Ew. Um, but like, I'd go on a date to have sex with people. So of course I'm not going to, or not, that wasn't the only reason I'm going on a date. That's not what I'm saying. Okay. I'm not a fucking, uh, asshole but that was always like a nice that was you know like you you don't always order dessert when you're at dinner but like it's all it's in the back of your head you're like whenever the waiter comes around and you just finished your dinner they're like do you want to see a dessert menu i'm never immediately like no even if i'm like i don't need dessert i never immediately say no i always think "Mm, you know what i'll take a look at the menu even if i don't end up ordering anything the it's in it's there i at least got to try to make the effort and so that's what it's like sex in the first date from old bronson and when the girl would give into it right like if i was like trying to get her back to my house or my, my apartment and she would do it a little bit of me was like oh fuck you know because then it's like oh she's just gonna have sex with me on the first date that's that head and i'm pointing to my penis that head was like we're ready it's awesome. This head, and I'm pointing to my brain, my head head, was like, eh, I'm a little disappointed now because it makes me not like her as much. Um, so does, I hope that answers your question. Who wrote that? You know what? I'm not going to say the names of who wrote these. Um, someone wrote Candace Owens. I don't have, I don't have thoughts on Candace Owens, to be honest. Um, what else do we got? I don't even know if I want to go through these now, to be honest. Sorry, guys, but talking about this, I was a little weird when I started this. I was like, I don't know what I'm going to be able to talk about, but we're 40 minutes in. I haven't lulled once, guys. I know. Who needs John? I can carry this podcast fully. Um, I guess something I can talk about, because I was just talking about Old Bronson and now Bronson. And I can talk about that change if you guys want. Not that you can answer me because I can talk about whatever I want and you can't affect what's happening because you're going to be listening to this in the future. So sorry I asked you because you have no say in this decision. Um, I guess I can talk about that. And you know what? You know how I can tie this into? I found... Wow, this is such good synergy, guys, that I'm working this all in. This is not even planned, too. I found a couple days ago, found is the wrong word. I was cleaning out my Google Drive because I'm almost out of space and I don't want to pay more. And I, I found a Google, uh, like a Google Doc of a journal that I wrote in 2014. I started and I haven't read this yet. I looked at it and I was like, oh my God, I'm going to save that for the podcast. So this, speaking of old Bronson, 
Because we can like traverse the course of Bronson and my journey, you know, my to where we're at right now. But maybe I'll just look it over this and read some of it. I feel like some of it's going to be really cringy. But we're here together, you know? If you're listening 41 minutes and 51 seconds into this podcast and you're still with me after this and it's just been me fucking ranting like a schizophrenic madman, uh-oh, just triggered me a little bit. If you're still here, then you probably want to hear my fucking journal from 2014. So let's do it. I'm going to scroll through. Maybe I'm going to skim with my eyes first and then I'll read out loud because I have a feeling there are going to be some things in here that I don't want to ever come and see the light of day. But let's see. Um, This is May 9th, 2014. I wrote, "Um, so I'm currently watching a movie, Stuck in Love, and the kids in the movie have to write every day as if it's their job. They, the dad literally pays them to do this, blah, blah, blah. I know that I've tried to journal before, but it hasn't worked out. But I'm going to decide to start again now. Hopefully, now that it's digital, I will be willing to write more. So we will see how long this goes. Okay. Then I said, I'm going to go finish the movie. I guess I stopped in the middle. I said, all right, well, I'm back. I just finished the movie after I came back from the lifer party. Okay, so for those who don't know, the lifer party was in, when I was in eighth grade and we graduated middle school. We did a thing for lo- the like, Pinecrest lifer, so people who were at Pinecrest from kindergarten to eighth grade. I mean, like a party. Um, oh, this is all boring. Uh, I'm talking about the March of the Living here. I'm going to skip. So I said, I don't, I, I, <laughs> this is so cringy. I, I wrote, I felt like I didn't want to be with all my friends. I just felt out of place with all of them. I don't really know how to describe it. So eighth grade, so teen angst cringy oh i don't know i don't belong no one gets me i said oh god it gets worse i said kind of like i'm an alien and i will never 100 percent fit in anywhere wait that one that one so sad um i have great friends but i've never fit in a group i don't really have a friend group i only have just some friends I don't really mind it though. Oh, that's interesting that I felt that way back then because I still feel that way. I've never, I've never been like a friend. Like I've never been like one of the guys. Like I've never had a, I've ha- I have a lot of friends, but I've never like had like a core group where it's like 10 guys and we're all like boys. I just, I, I I'm, it's probably my end. Like I'm not good at keeping up friendships that much. I like pit around and I get bored of people. Maybe bored is the wrong word, but I like Bryce has fucking 70,000 friends and he's in group chats with fucking 4 million people at once. And they're constantly talking all day, every day. That sounds awful to me. I don't like keeping up. Like I don't like having obligations to people. And so that's probably why I've never like had that many friends. It, it hasn't been a, because I can't make friends. It's like my own. I don't, I'm just like, I'm fine with three people. I'm fine with that. I don't need to. Now, interestingly enough, though, like me now, I have more friends. Ne- I have the, the closest thing to a friend group now that I ever have, interestingly enough. Okay, I'm going to keep reading. After a sip of water. I said, 
oh, this sounds so stupid, but I guess I'm the only one who is going to be reading this. So nothing is stupid because these are my own thoughts. Sorry, young Bronson. I'm exposing you. I said, okay, so yes, I don't really seem to fully fit in anywhere, but I sort of like it that way. It forces me to forge my own way. Hell yeah, Bronson. Hell yes. Independent fucker from the get-go. And you still are. I still am. I'm talking to myself now. Um, all right. Well, I'm really tired and still kind of jet-lagged, so I'm going to go to bed. Don't know what I was jet-lagged from. Um, okay. That's the end of that one. May 10th. This is the next day. I have felt the desire to write here all day. Cool. Good job, Bronson. I have not had any ideas on what to write exactly, but throughout the whole day, I've been excited about the prospect of coming home and writing. I am in the middle of the movie The Graduate. I just started, and it's actually really good. It's funny how I love romance movies and all that stuff, but I've never really been in a relationship. Oh, interesting. Here we go. We're going to get good stuff here. Oh, this is. I just read ahead a little, and this is getting very cringy. Okay, back to reading. And it's not even that I'm too scared or self-conscious or anything. I don't really know why. Christian, who is a friend of mine in middle school. No, high school. 2014 was when I graduated high school. Yeah. Christian said something to me a while ago, and I think it's very true. And I've never really thought about it. I can't believe I'm reading this out loud to the world. He said that I do not have any lust or sexual drive. Christian, why would you say that to me? That's such a weird thing to say. I think Christian actually listens to this show too. What the fuck? That's a weird thing to say to someone. But you were right back then. I got a sex drive now, and we'll get into that. It's interesting because I guess it is somewhat true. Like I've never gone out of my way to get with any girl or anything like that, and I am totally okay with it. We were talking with Rabbi Brody, so Jewish, and he was telling all the girls and Oh, this is interesting. Okay, we were talking with Rabbi Brody, and he was telling all of the girls that all guys have this sexual desire. I emphasize all because it's in caps. And any relationship is basically just a way for a guy to get into bed with a girl. Rabbi, that's not, a, that's not something that you should be fucking preaching. That's not a good rabbi thing to be telling your teenage constituents. Uh, Okay, then I said, it kind of made me mad because I genuinely do not feel that way. Like when I have a desire for a girl or something, it's never really sexual. It's much more just to spend time with them and get to know them. Oh, how sweet was 2014 Bronson? How old was I in 2014? 18? 17? It's weird because I think I'm very rare in this thought. Like I would never just hook up with a girl that I've never met. That does not sound appealing to me at all. (laughs) What sounds appealing is to get to know her, spend time with her, come to really know her, and like her more than just physically. So gay. So sweet and innocent. I guess I'm alone in that. I mean, I don't really think I am alone in that thought. Good writing. But at the moment in high school and where I live, I may just be. Whatever, though. Another way that makes me isolated and independent, but isolated in a good way. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm fucking embarrassed reading this shit. I don't know how red you can see my my face is. That's not a sentence. Okay, so I'm going to go back to that. I did feel that way, genuinely. I remember being young and not being interested in sex. I still am kind of like that. It's funny. I like this about myself now. I guess I liked it about myself back then too, but I remember being insecure about it and like worried because I remember thinking like all my friends, all they want to do is like go talk to girls. And I was like, 
I'd rather read a book. <laughs> and I like genuinely, I was like, I don't want to go hang out with those people and just try to kiss them. That's not interesting to me. I'd rather like talk to them about a movie that I love. So lame. But that's how I was. And I still kind of am. Set, like I w- didn't care about sex. I didn't. I guess we'll get. We'll we'll just keep getting personal here. I didn't lose my virginity until late freshman year of college. I like wasn't. I didn't care to before. I wasn't against it. Like I w- wasn't anti-sex. I I was. I wanted to have it. I just wasn't eager. I wasn't like I gotta fucking hook up with all these girls. I gotta even like making out. I was like I don't want to do that. I guess part of it was immaturity. Um, but even now I did go, th- I went through about a year, like whore phase, I'll admit, and I'm out of it now fully. Like I haven't had sex in three months, four months, like the longest time since I've, no, that's not true. I haven't had sex in two months. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, mom. Um, I, still feel that way like sex isn't the most important part to me about like being with a girl sex is nice it's fun and it's great but but also like sex is way more meaningful to me when i like once i like the person at this point that i'm at now like the last year i've had my fun i had sex with strangers i had one night stands i had sex with different types of women and I feel that's important. I'm glad I did that because it like it helped me grow. I I'm glad I did it too because now I'm like I don't need I don't have I won't look back and be like I wonder if or like maybe that would have been fun. Like I tried it, you know. I did what I needed to do. So I won't have regrets or later. And so I'm glad I went through that the last year of like fucking around, if you will. But now I. Not interested. I won't have sex. I I don't have a desire to have sex with someone unless I'm into them. And like actually, like unless I'm like, I want to hang out with you because there's such a difference. And I, up until last year, up until this podcast started actually, because this podcast started a month after I broke with my ex. And before that, so before I broke up with my ex, I only had sex when I was in a relationship for the most part. <laughs> there was, I only had sex with people who I was involved with. Let's say that. I never had sex with someone randomly, casually. I always had sex with someone who I was like seeing. And I only had sex with five people before. Four people. One, two. Five people. I only had sex with five people before I broke up with my with my last ex. So up until a year ago, I only had sex with five people and they were all people who I was like involved with. And then, so I didn't know, I only knew sex as with someone that you care about. And then, so in the past year, I've had sex with people who I haven't cared about. And the difference is insane. Sorry, mom. (laughs) And I'm sure you guys know what I'm talking about. And this is a thing that I agree with 2014 Bronson is that I think that I'm kind of alone in this thought. I know a lot of guys still at my age 
they just want to have sex because they want to come. And I'm like, just jerk off. I'm so glad dad's not here for this one. I can talk freely. Right? Like, just jerk off. Because, sure, sex feels better than jerking off. But, like, sex with someone that you don't care about, sex with a stranger is, like, so, it's too physical. And I do think that us as humans, like, we have this weird fucking brain. And we've evolved past sex being just a physical act. I think there is something there else there, emotional, mental, spiritual, if you will, that comes into play when you're having sex with someone that you care about. And so when you're just doing it as a physical act, as an animalistic just urge to fucking ejaculate, that makes me feel bad. I don't like that feeling. And now that I think about it, I don't think I've ever had sex with someone casually sober. I think every time I've had sex with someone in the past year, I've been at least like a little inebriated, at least a little tipsy. Because I don't think I would go through with it if I was on a date with a girl or let's say I was even just at a bar. If I was at a bar and like talking to a girl and she wanted to come home with me and I was sober, I think I would, I would say no, no thanks. I remember doing that when I lived in Australia. There was a girl that I was like hanging out with. I think she kind of listened to this podcast too. So hi, Olivia. <laughs> there was a girl that I was like kind of so, sorry for what I'm about to say, Olivia. There was a girl who I was hanging out with when I was living in Australia. And I, was, I wasn't really like interested in her. Sorry, Olivia. Fuck. I like she was attractive and so i was just like oh this is like fun because i'm i'm in australia i'm in a foreign country let's just like have fun actually that reminds me remember australia having fun okay we're gonna put a pin in that and i'm gonna come back to it um so when i was with this girl olivia we were like making out and whatever and she wanted to have sex and we were hanging out for like six weeks and when i was there and i wasn't interested in dating her at all i I knew I just wasn't interested in that way. And so when she would kept, she kept bringing it up. She's like, why? Like, let's have sex. And I was like, nah, I just don't feel like it. And I think that is rare as a guy. And I'm not saying that's better or worse. I'm just saying that's me. And she could, she just fucking didn't comprehend it. She was like, you don't why you don't want to have sex with me. Are you gay? I've gotten that too. Like what? That's not it at all. It's, I I don't want, like, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. Sex is just more meaningful to me when I care about the person. And so I'm done with the casual sex. I'm done. It's not worth it to me anymore. I'd rather jerk off than go out to a bar and not fucking deal with that. Okay, so back to to Australia. If we're going, right, the last 30 minutes we've been on this Bronson journey. Bronson's life journey. That's what this episode's going to be called, actually. Bronson's life journey. The biggest pivotal moment in Bronson's life journey, this is actually crazy, and it's crazy to be on the other side of it. Because, like, you have... So, okay, I'll just tell the the fucking story. Sorry. 
I was leaving for Australia for a year. I graduated. It was right after I graduated college. And I always was planning on going to LA. And so I graduated college a year early, purposefully. I had the credits and shit. And because I, I was like, I will never have the ability to like just go to a different country and live there for a year. I'll, like, this is the time. So I, that was something I always wanted to do. So I, and I did it. And it was very fun. The day before I left for Australia, my dad sat me down. So before, before Australia, in college, my whole life, really, up until Australia, I didn't party. I think we've talked about this in the pod, but I'll just say it again because you guys have no choice in what I say. You have to listen. Sorry. Um, I never drank. Never. I didn't have a sip of alcohol until, I mean, I had a couple sips in college. I never felt the effects of alcohol, even tipsy, until I graduated college. And for no particular reason. I just wasn't into it. It wasn't, I just wasn't, I, a little bit of it made me uncomfortable. I remember in high school feeling uncomfortable around it, like going to high school parties and people were drunk. And I just, I wasn't ready for it. I wasn't maybe mature enough. It made me uncomfortable seeing people like that and being around the alcohol. A little bit of it, too, because like it was illegal. I'm a little good boy, you know? I'm a good citizen of this country. So a little bit of it made me uncomfortable. And I didn't do it. And then my dad, so then I was going to Australia. I had fun. But now looking back, too, it's funny. Like Looking back on the one hand... I feel like I missed out on some college experiences because I didn't party. I didn't get drunk. I didn't fuck around. I, that's not what really college is for, but it also is what college is for, you know? Um, and I didn't do any of that. I had a great time in college, and it made me the person I am, right? Like, I wouldn't trade that because I would be a different person, and I fucking love who I am. Actually, I, don't, I hate when people say I love who I am. I'm so proud of the person I became. I hate that. That stuff's super cringy. Don't love yourself. Just be good with yourself. You know what I mean? Like when people say you should love yourself over everyone, take a take time off and date yourself. You know, make sure that you're you love who you are and you're so happy, and then you'll attract good people. Because if you love, you can't love someone else until you love yourself, right? That's what every fucking astrology girl says now. That's no, don't love yourself. How could you love yourself? Just, just be bros with yourself. Like, be good. Be okay with like if you're sitting on the couch and no one's around for like 24 hours. Be chilling. Be good to be able to chill with yourself and not uncomfortable in your body. And I know that that's probably harder for some people than others. But for me, I'm good with myself. And I've always been. I'm bros. Like, I'm my own bro. But I don't love myself because I don't love myself. I like myself because I don't know. Maybe I should love myself more. Maybe that's why I have, there are other issues because I don't love myself. Um, how did I get on this? Oh, I'm I'm good with the I, I'm good with the person I am now. So I'm happy that I I live my life the way I did up until this point. But now that I do enjoy drinking and partying and socializing and having sex with women and whatever, all the shit, I do feel like I missed out on college, and I regret not doing those things. Genuinely, I I regret not taking full advantage of being young, like I was. 
And so a part of that maybe is why the past year I've been such a whore and like party person is because I'm like reliving that a bit now because now I'm into it. And so I feel like I have to make up a little bit for a lost for lost time. Um, okay, so back to Australia. Dad sat me down the day before I left. And this is very unlike Dad. He said, look, you're, go- you're going to Australia on my dime. My meaning Dad's dime. And when you get back, you're entering the real world. You're mov- you have to move to LA. You have to find a job. You have to start paying your own way. And you're like, you're, own, you're an adult. So this is your last experience to like do what you want to do. And he said, say yes to everything. He was like, have all the, this is very unlike him. You guys know him. And so he said, say yes to everything. Do all the experiences you can. Like have as much fun as possible, experience as much things as possible and say yes to all the things that come your way. And I really took that to heart because it was very, so unlike him to say that, that I was like, fuck, I got to listen. And then I went to Australia and I said yes to everything. And guess what? I had a fucking amazing time and it changed who I was as a person. It opened me up to all the things that I enjoy now. And I'm so much more of the person that I'm, this is also a thing that I fucking hate. I'm the person who I'm supposed to be. I'm on the right path. But you know what I mean? But truly that's like, I'm so much more the Bronson that is the right Bronson. And that was a pivotal moment. And then it's funny because for dad, that was probably just a conversation. He probably didn't even mean it to be. He, who knows if he was even telling me to say yes to everything in how I took it, right? He might have just been like, have fun. You know how a dad's like, hey, buddy, you're off to sleepaway camp. All right, have a great time. Have fun. He might have just been saying it for that. But I took it so to heart and then I went to Australia and had a blast. And now... I get drunk every weekend and he hates it. So dad, guess what? You created that person. I was, I was not that person beforehand. You should not have sat me down. But isn't that crazy that you can be talking to someone and it can change their whole fucking life. I mean, I guess that's what being a dad is, right? Everything you do can change a person's life. That's also, you know what? So another fear of mine, schizophrenia is a fear. And another fear is... fucking up a person a child like you can be as a parent you can have a bad day at work and you come home and you're like tired and you have a three-year-old and they (coughs) they're like dad i because i remember being a three-year-old and having this happen to me being like maybe not three like let's say a six-year-old and you're like Dad, I just read this book about dinosaurs and you're like so excited as the kid to share this with your dad. And then as the dad, you had a long day, you're really tired, you get home, you just like, you have other work to do and you just want to relax and your kid is like bothering you. So you're just like, oh, cool, buddy, cool. And that's not bad. That's not mean or anything. But something like that could like fuck up a person, right? We all remember being young and someone and adults doing things to you that were probably so harmless to them, but to you it's like, oh, now I'm going to go to therapy when I'm 20. Because of that, thanks. You know, that's crazy. 
And then so that scares the shit out of me. Like when I have a kid eventually, that like if I say the wrong word, it can alter their brain because their neurons are still forming. So it can like change who they are as a person. That's scary. But I guess you just got to like roll with the punches, right? Parenting is how few times you can fuck up your kid, right? Because you're going to fuck up your kid. Daddy issues to bring it home, right? That's what this show is about. Not really, but every human is just a body bag with like problems in their head, right? That's all we are. Just like walking problems. Walking insecurities, poo, like shitting issues or issues that shit is the better word, right? So it's just a matter of how few of those issues you can impart onto your offspring. All right, should we wrap this up? Wow, we, I did an hour and six minutes, guys. Fuck yeah. I can keep going too. I could do a full other hour. Should I just keep going? No. I mean, there's there's so much more journal. Guys, this journal goes, so I only did May 9th and May 10th. You ready? May 11th, May 12th, May 13th, May 14th. It, guys, there's 20 pages of this. January 28th, 2020. I have. I have 2015 in here. Wow. Okay, let's just read some modern stuff and then I'll and then I'll dip out. Um this is January 28th, 2020. Wow, I, I can't believe I wrote in this that recently. I wrote, I've been feeling very existential and reflective over the past few months. I fucking lost it. Where'd it go? Where'd it go? January 20, there. In high school and college, even more, I was always thinking, reading, and discussing. However, in adult life, it is very hard to keep that up. Oh, this is interesting. Work, friends, relationships all consume so much time that the little free time I do end up having, I just want to watch shitty TV and zone out. You can see how adults become lifeless automatons. So pretentious, to use that word. Jesus, fuck. <laughs> lifeless automatons as they age without much passion or hobbies. The constant routine and schedule have already impacted me just a few years into it. Wow, depressing. Feeling these fears, I have decided to rekindle my inquisitive brain and push back. Fuck you, Bronson. You're so annoying. I have been reading a lot at work and it has already started to make me more introspective. Um, What is this? Oh, interesting. I used to live, this is the same day. I skipped over a couple paragraphs. I used to live in a very teenage ignorance, although I viewed myself as special and smart. Fuck you. Uh, I bet many teens think like that. That they are different from most. That they get that they really, quote-unquote, get what's going on, that they know how the world works and think their thoughts are novel and or genius. In reality, I would bet that every teenager's thoughts have been thought by hundreds of others independently. Now I think I know nothing. I don't know how I can make enough money to live the life I want to. I don't really know what I even want out of life. I don't know if what I'm doing is what I want to be doing. Interesting. I was thinking that two years ago. Interesting. Then I said, I think these are normal thoughts for people my age. All I know is that I want to be happy and I want to learn and I think I'm on the right track towards both of those goals. Good for you, 2020 Bronson. That was early 2020. Interesting. Um, 
goes on here. I don't know. Wow, I wrote a lot about my relationship. Um, which I don't want to bore you guys. Wow, look at this. This is this is great. A big thing I'm trying to practice and get better at is attitude. Everything is attitude. We literally create the world we live in. Okay, this is cringy. I'm not fucking reading that. I'm gonna go to the last thing I wrote. Here's February, February seventh, twenty twenty. February 13th, 2020. Wow, depressing. The weeks really pull me down. They aren't even bad. Just the constant schedule and lack of free time weighs the mind down and dulls it. It becomes easy to see how middle-aged adults are viewed as dead inside and boring. It seems like life inherently does that to you, at least the life that we have designed. Wow, so boring. My desire to pretty much... So depressing, I should say. My desire to pretty much anything... To do pretty much anything has plummeted over the last year. In college, I was constantly creating, working, and venturing with friends. Now the couple hours a day I do have to do whatever I want. I don't have the energy or willpower. Wow, so depressing. Um, oh, here, February 20th, 2020. Tomorrow is my birthday, 24. I always feel odd on my birthday, but in a contradictory way. This is funny because we're about two weeks away from my 26th birthday. On the one hand, I really don't like the attention and try to downplay the importance myself. However, then I get upset when others don't view it as important as I do. Oh, so bitch. It really is a manufactured arbitrary day that we have given more importance to than it deserves. I can't believe I'm officially in my mid-20s now. Oh, then I took a big break, and now it's March 12th. This, I'm going to end it on this. This is weird. A lot has changed in the past month within the world. We are in the midst of a global pandemic from the virus COVID-19, otherwise known as coronavirus. In late 2019, it was first found in Wuhan, China, and became a problem there. Thousands were getting sick over the course of January. China shut down cities and implemented strict quarantines. Hundreds of thousands of Chinese were stuck inside their homes, and many of thousands died. Weird to read this now. Then in February, the virus started to spread across the world. First throughout Asia, and then it jumped to Europe, where it randomly started popping up in countries. Blah, 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 blah. It is now the second week of March, and we are just at the beginning of it here in America. Two weeks ago was the first case. Now we have 1,600, and it's growing exponentially. Before yesterday was not being taken very seriously throughout the country, but everything shifted in the last 48 hours. But remember those? Remember that week? That was a weird fucking week. Today, work closed for the next two weeks, and we are to work from home. This is along with the most with most of the industry. The majority of colleges have closed. Supermarkets are being raided. The country is practically shutting down. It's crazy. I feel like I'm living in a movie. Huh. That was my last entry. And then I guess I started a podcast. And now this is my journal. And thank you for joining my journal. Um, this was fun, I think. I had a good time. I could keep going, which is the crazy part. So maybe we'll start doing more of these solo episodes. I wonder if I can get my dad to do one. I had so many other things I wanted to talk about. I wrote down, I wanted to talk about my whole philosophy on the meaning of life. Um, I wanted to talk about like spirituality shit and how that's changed over the years. So we can save that for another time, I guess. Um, but honestly, thank you guys for listening. The fact that you guys are listening to this, me talking, if you're still here an hour and 13 minutes in, I really appreciate that. It's awesome. You guys have changed my life more than anything. Like this podcast has been so fucking awesome to my life. Half of the people that I know in my life now are from the podcast, like in real life. Half of my friends are because of this podcast. And that's so cool. So thank you. And I love thinking and coming up with ideas and stuff. So the fact that I can share them with people now is super cool. 
So th- just thank you guys. And thanks for listening. And dad, if you're listening to this, there's no way you got to the end. But uh, I hope you enjoyed it, dad. This hour of me fucking around without you being able to interrupt me. And I want you to do one too, dad. I want you to do the next one solo. And maybe we'll do like one a month where we do solo ones. If you guys want that. On Patreon, you know, we'll do Patreon exclusive solo ones. Um, But I'll leave you guys to it. Thanks for listening. Have a good week. Uh, We'll see you next time for our regularly scheduled programming. I love you guys because I don't have that here. So I'm going to say love you guys. You're joking, right? Well, I'm trying to be hopeful. I'm trying to be optimistic about that. Well, I guess you're too young to be a little pessimistic like me. Fucking things I see out there, people are stupid.